Hi, it's Nick. Welcome back to another episode of The Breathing 411. The 411 stands for four thoughts, one quote, and one answer. Think Jeopardy. And it's all around just using our breathing uh, for a better life and using mindfulness and meditation and contemplative practices in, in general uh, to live a better life. So let's jump straight into this week's four thoughts. The first one is titled, the most ubiquitous form of stress and one solution to it. And here is a quote. Our bodies get worn down more quickly under chronic stress and chronic uncertainty is the most ubiquitous form of chronic stress. End quote. And that is Alyssa Eppel, PhD, from her fantastic book, The Stress Prescription. So as she says, our greatest, most ubiquitous form of chronic stress is uncertainty. That's crazy, right? This statement holds up in my life for sure, right? Uncertainty about a lot of things. And it's mind-blowingly obvious, yet I'd never considered it as like the most number one reason for stress. In any case, one of Dr. Eppel's solutions is to simply accept and embrace uncertainty as in an unavoidable part of life. Literally, to be alive means to have to deal with uncertainty. So that's a nice mindset shift to help with this chronic form of stress. And one way of doing that, in my opinion, my way of doing that is to practice mindfulness of breathing, learning to cultivate an attitude of non-judgmental acceptance as you receive each breath exactly as it is, right? Just accepting that each breath will change, accepting that uncertainty, and then this mindset will transfer to your perspective off the cushion too. Now, it's not overnight, right? It's taken me years of practice to kind of cultivate that awareness of, of understanding the, how these things uh, interact in my day-to-day -day living. These practices, I guess, impact my day-to-day -day living. But now you have a way to frame it going into it. So practice mindfulness of breathing. Accept the breath as it is, and it'll help you accept uncertainty as it is. All right, with that, I will move on to thought number two. It is titled, A Simple Way for Getting More Out of Your Practice. And here it is. So before you start, take five to 10 seconds and say and do this, quote, take a moment to reflect on your motivation, making sure that we, the wish to practice for the benefit of all beings is present in the mind, end quote. And that is Anyan Rinpoche and Alison Zangmo from the Tibetan Yoga of Breath. So that is it. Take a moment to reflect on your motivation, making sure that the wish to practice for the benefit of all beings is present in the mind. I kind of always forget this, right? It's such an obvious thing, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm one of those people who likes to just sit down and start. I got to get my practice in. And this has been really a life changer for me the past couple of weeks. I've been focusing on this, uh, cultivating an attitude of gratitude, letting go of speedy energy, and this, like just saying some sort of like, this is for the, the, benefit of everyone, right? Or for specific people. So it's really uh, makes your powerful have a lot more meaning. And you can adopt this beautiful mindset to any wellness practice you do, right? Yoga, walking, running, anything you can just apply an intention up front. And that's going to compound the benefits. Okay, let's move on to thought number three. This one is awesome. It is titled mindfulness is contagious. You can make others healthier. And here is a quote. As more than 40 years of research has shown, mindfulness is good for our health. The research on mindful contagion 
suggests that one person's mindfulness may increase another person's mindfulness. Thus, I think it may be the case that the people around us with whom we interact may actually be having a positive effect on our health. End quote. And that is Ellen Langer, PhD, from her new amazing book, The Mindful Body. So we know mindfulness is good for our health, right? That's pretty much undisputable at this point. Mindfulness is good for us. Now here we're learning mind, our mindfulness can increase another person's mindfulness. Thus, deductive logic tells us that if we practice mindfulness, this makes other people more mindful and being more mindful makes you healthy, we may be able to positively impact the health of those around us by simply practicing this stuff, right? And what's crazy about that is that we get all the benefits, right? We feel awesome and by doing that, we actually help others. That's how everything in life goes, right folks? So that is a little bit more motivation if thought number one wasn't enough with the chronic uncertainty, now you have another motivator to practice your mindfulness. That is actually how you can help the people around you get healthier, okay? And now let's move on to the fourth and final thought. This one is titled, Becoming Your Own Island. And here is a quote. You don't need a course in silence or relaxation to be able simply to pause. Silence can be anywhere, anytime. It's just in front of your nose, end quote. And that's Ireland Kagi from Silence in the Age of Noise, another fantastic book I can't recommend enough. And that quote by itself is amazing, all by itself, right? You don't need a course uh, you to simply pause. Silence can be anywhere, anytime. It's just in front of your nose. But it got even better because Kagi went on to say later, quote, Sure, we are all part of the same continent, but the potential wealth of being an island for yourself is something you carry around with you all the time. End quote. An island of yourself, to me, that is just so good and so amazing. So here, and of course what he's talking about, right, is the breath. So here is to using our breath to create our own island of silence today. Enjoy doing that, folks. Oh, and I have a bonus thought this week. It is titled The Best 99 Cents I've Spent. Um, so I used, yeah, it, it's a, just an alarm clock for your iPhone. It's called Progressive Alarm Clock. It's a gentle fade-in alarm of Tibetan bowls, and you can pick which type of bowl. Uh, it's iPhone-specific, but uh, it looks like Android has tons of other good options if you use Android. So just maybe this will serve as a motivator for you to go look and find one you like i just googled literally just googled gentle alarm clock found this one perhaps there are better ones out there y'all you all can let me know but this one does the trick for me and it is amazing because i've been using this other app i won't name uh but i don't i love the alarm on it the alarm is phenomenal but it tracks your sleep and i just don't like it because it's completely wrong right i sleep yeah it's like it, it's just listening to sounds and it, it's so inaccurate. And I look at that number every morning and I know it's wrong. And I was like, why do I keep looking at this number knowing it's wrong? I mean, I kind of have like learned to uh, disregard it. But in any case, I decided I just need to get rid of it. And so I got this one and I uh, love it. So that's a little bit too much information for you. But progressive alarm clock, no affiliation, just literally found it like a week ago or something. So uh just go check it out if you need a new alarm. And with that, I will move on to the one quote for this week. It is a good one. Here it is, quote. 
I recommend breath work to almost all patients that I see because in my experience, stress is a primary cause or an aggravating cause of most cases of illness. And even if people have diseases that are clearly have organic physical causes, relaxation can nonetheless benefit them and help their body's healing system work better. End quote. And that is Dr. Andrew Weil. And that came from his audio tape, uh, Breathing the Master Key to Self-Healing, which is a must, must listen. It's so good. All right. Uh, and that brings us to the one answer for this week. The category is respiratory tract. The answer is the upper and lower respiratory tracts are lined with this, which can trap small particles, thus helping to filter incoming air. What is a mucous membrane? All right, that is it for this week. Remember, the most ubiquitous form of stress is uncertainty. The, the solution is to accept and embrace it. And mindfulness of breathing is one way to practice that. Remember to get more out of your practice. The simplest thing you can do is take five seconds, not even 10 seconds, and just reflect on your motivation, making sure it's positive and that your practice is to help others as well as yourself. Remember that mindfulness is contagious. So by practicing mindfulness, uh, you are actually potentially making those around you healthier. So that is your excuse to get on your practice. Um, and remember that you can become your own island. You don't need a course. Uh, all you have to do is pause, right? It's right in front of your nose anytime, any place. And if you need an alarm clock, check out that progressive alarm clock. Uh, and if you need any one-on-one -on -one coaching, I am now offering that. So any anything you need, right? I have a, a structured eight-week program around overcoming setbacks. If that's what you're into, it's a really nice eight-week program. But if you just have something really personal you need, just reach out to me. We'll set up a quick call, discuss it, and figure out if I can help you. Um, and I would love to. So just let me know. In any case, thank you as always for listening. I will see you next time.